Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the world, welcome back. It's the Diversity on Hill podcast. How's it going? I'm great. You're I'm great. PJ, I'm great. by the way. I'm yep. PJ. And then and we have... Uh, PK's here. All right. And we have an amazing guest. Um, I'm really excited about this one. Oh, yeah. We've been waiting for a bit to get some legitimacy yeah. uh, as it pertains to this topic on this podcast. We've been waiting for this topic for someone legitimate <laughs> because I know what I would bring to this. It would be a bunch of buffoonery, which is well, usually what I bring. That would be you and me both, but uh, that's okay. Um, but we have Stan Beasley. Stan, Stan Beasley! Beasley. <laughs> Woo! He gets yeah, the cheer. He, he wants, wants it. He wants, he wants it. more volume. Oh, okay, <laughs> he there you go. He wants to keep it going. He loves those buttons, Stan. <laughs> love it. Yeah, he, lo- oh, yeah, he I loves use those them. buttons. I use them all the time. For the so, Stan, time. I know you're here for the first time, and it may take take you back. PJ stands for Pastor Jonathan. Okay. And Pastor Curcio. Cool. So, yeah. we, we just kind of go by that, and maybe we can give him some kind of... Stan see, Beasley. Stan Beasley. S- I mean, you're... Tech- it can't be SB. That's like um, stolen base in baseball. I mean, he, he, you, you're a... You're a teacher in high school, right? Right. You teach high school. PB, Professor Beasley. Professor Beasley. Hey, it's whatever you guys want. Oh, PB. Hey, no, because then it's like PBS. Oh, that's, that's fine. Or PB oh, and J. Oh, oh, oh. Well, if we take Stan Beasley and Wait. we flip and go Beasley Stan, no, P- Professor Beasley Stan, then he's PBS. <laughs> Professor Beasley Stan. Uh, yeah, like PBS. All right, PBS. Sure, let's go for PBS it. PBS is good because you know he's yeah, he's PBS very... can be informative too. That's the point. Right. He's so right. wise. And... What do you, well, hold on. Before we say this, what do you think of PBS? Hey, I think PBS is awesome. I okay. like watching Nova. You know. Oh, there you go. Guys. Oh, we'll see. Well, there you go. go. We got a winner. We found there a winner. PBS. Don't touch that button. I saw you. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw him. I did. I looked. All right. I was going to make sure I didn't push the wrong one. All right. Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick. You uh, you had a vacation, man. How'd that go? I did. It was it was good. It was uh, a great way for me to unplug. That's literally. Awesome. You were able to relax. You yes. told me you were able to relax. I was. All right. I'm very happy about that. I didn't. By the way, you asked me this before. I didn't. I forgot to get the sand from Ireland. Oh. So I failed. You didn't. I brought sand, though. Did you bring sand I from did. where? From Dominican Republic. Nice. Grand Turk. And the Bahamas. Oh, you brought from all three? All three. Every time we go to the beach, wow. somewhere different. Now you can sell sand. it. I can't sell it. Though. I'm not going to sell that. That's a that's a, our own It was going to be our scheme, though, selling sand. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't I even remember where that came from. Where did they come from? They were selling sand. It was actually from uh, Francis. Yeah, but what were they? Because anyway, he, went, he went to Cancun. Yeah. So he was going to bring sand from Cancun. Weird thing. So the past couple episodes, we did, um, we recorded with... A few episodes ago, we recorded with a friend of ours, yeah. Samuel Francis, and he does another podcast. So we were talking. He said he was going to Cancun. I was going to Ireland. He was going to take a cruise. Right. Uh, all kind of little different timing. When I came back through customs from Ireland, uh-huh. I'm going in line, and I see a Jesus is shirt. Really? Right? Yeah, one of his, his shirts. Yeah. But it's him. It was him? <laughs> in customs, what? like in the line. That's wild. Yeah, was, but he was coming from Cancun. I'm he was assuming. coming from Cancun and you were on the same day at the same that time. That was wild. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. We need to get him back on. You guys can share right. that Stan, experience. did you take a vacation recently? 
No, I've just been working, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Bummer. It's okay. I love it when you guys get to go. Yeah. <laughs> I get to hear are you, are you planning stories. something for the summer at least? No, no. We used to travel a lot, but we've dialed it back. We've just got a lot going on. Really? Okay. Everything. Well, that makes yeah. sense. Well, well, then we appreciate you giving us some time. Oh, please. Yes. All yes, right. So great. we'll go ahead and just get started in this. Sure. We, we're not even going to have a pause. Wait, 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 wait. No, before we dive <laughs> okay. in, though, right. I got I to use Stan's signature announcement. All right, go for it. Because see, Stan, when he goes and he talks to the CA kids, they know this. All right. He says something and they reply. This is for all the CA uh, students and former students that still listen to the podcast. One more time from Stan the Man. Here comes the sun. Do, 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 Love do. it. Oh, <laughs> nice. there it is. There it is. Woo. I probably didn't get on the right tone. Awesome. Awesome. So you did That's one more. You it. did one do too many. Do, 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 do. And then you went do. do. I did. <laughs> oh, I got caught. Okay, well, there Come you on, go. Man. Well, right. Anyhow, right. I added an extra one. I normally do. Everybody else stops. So that's all, all right. right. Well, thanks. But I had, awesome. to get, I had to get Stan on there. That's his signature. That's your signature move, huh? I like it. Yeah. Like oh, it. it's awesome. I'm I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. We love us and Stan. Yeah, yeah. No, you guys are awesome. Well, well, hey, tell us about yourself. So your name is Stan or PBS. And right. tell us a little bit about your credentials. Well, you know, what do you do? Sure. Way back when, I don't know how far back you want to go, but I was raised atheist. Mm. And oh. then later in life, uh, heard about Christ and it made sense. It all made sense because before that, you would say life had no meaning, no purpose. You're born, you eat, you have kids, you die. There's mm. nothing else to do. Right. Um, but with Christ, it really made sense mm. and mm. it just came together. But um, not I was baptized. My dad forbid us to go back to church again, took away my Bible, all our Bibles, wow. and I always wanted one. And then, uh, anyway, uh, but you can't, you can forbid a person to go to church, but you cannot take Jesus from their heart. Mm. And so I didn't know how to pray or anything. It's just, a, I look at God as being a friend. And so when I was in college at a public university, it was, um, majored in biology and they're telling me everything there is no god and it was a big struggle mm. so i just said god help me show me that you're real where they're telling me you're not and it was an absolute struggle mm. but god showed things it was just between he and i mm -hmm. and now i guess rick grieve mm -hmm. 22 years ago asked me to do a creation evolution seminar didn't nice. want to but i did one because wow. i thought we all believed the same thing that mm -hmm. god mm -hmm. created us and we're good to go jesus died for us you accept christ's blood you're good. Mm -hmm. um, but I found that people are all over the map on this. Thing. Yeah. So wow. anyway, I've been doing these talks ever since. So just Love sharing it. what God shared with me when I was in college. So go. when did you come to Christ? What, how old were you? I was probably a freshman in high school. Wow. So what was the catalyst for that? Uh, my great uncle called. We were latchkey kids. Wasn't really close to my parents. My great uncle called and I there was this thing. It was called a phone on a wall. <laughs> it was attached to a wall. I remember those. I remember those. Yeah, and it made a ringing noise, and yeah. you answered it, and you identified yourself. <laughs> Not like these Star Trek things we have today, these devices. Right. And so, um, anyway, you, I said, I'm Stan. He goes, he's Uncle Monroe. And then he said, hey, um, would you like to go to church? I did not know. Look, I'm a freshman, but I had no idea what a church was. Really? You know, never, never, nobody well, ever nobody mentioned ever anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I looked at my brothers, and I said, hey, uh, Uncle Monroe wants us to go to church. And they go, well, we don't know what that is, but sure. And I was like, okay, Uncle <laughs> Monroe. Yeah. He says, I'll pick you up Saturday. And so I looked at my brothers, got off the phone, and I was like, he's picking up Saturday. And we Saturday. freaked out because that's when we watched Scooby-Doo and Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the best ones. Absolutely. Actually. But went and um, you felt a peace. Mm. And then they 
had an evangelistic series, and then you heard more about Jesus, and it made sense, and it clicked. Wow. So, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me clarify. Uh, I said that, that Saturday morning cartoons are the best, not because I know. Uh-huh. I'm sure, had, whatever. My parents didn't let me watch Never, them. Never. You know, but I saw the commercials. Outed yeah, yeah, the commercials. <laughs> you outed yourself. We know now. It's okay. Like some other things uh, we found out about you on this podcast. Oh, boy. Pray for me, people. Pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess, so you went through, what school did you go to? University of Montevallo. But I'm also- Montevallo? It's uh, halfway between Birmingham and Montgomery. Okay. It's a- uh, it looks like an Ivy League school. It's not, but a lot of people think it's private. Gotcha. So <laughs> you know? were studying biology. Yeah. Correct. What did you want to do? I wanted to, if you really want to know, terrestrial biology, plants and animals for my undergrad, for my master's to do oceanography, deep ocean research, and then wow. for my doctorate to do biochemistry and genetics. That was the plan. Wow. So um, when I finished at Montevallo, I went to the Dolphin Island Sea Lab, consortium of 21 universities, public and private, through the state wow. of Alabama. And... Um, Worked at the Smithsonian Institute, dove in deep sea. I, God just opened those doors. You know, wow. got to dive, you know, a couple of thousand feet down, discovered a new species of deep sea amphipod. It was crazy. It was really Dude, intense. we're speaking to like a real professional. I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm just over <laughs> like here. a with real my, professional. My eyes are bigger than my face right now. Just like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens when um, Elisa talks to us about like history stuff. and She knows what we're talking about. We're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is why we bring in, uh, like we said earlier, legitimacy to the podcast as it pertains to So let me, topics. before we go deeper into what we called you here, this is fascinating. This is taking me off to another tangent. I'm sorry. Go for it. I mean, this is kind of what we do sometimes. Yeah, we um, do. So you went to that school, which was a public school? Or uh, was it? The C-Lab? Well, or no, the... University of Montevallo. Have, have you ever heard of, I don't know if you've heard of this one or not. There was a miniseries called Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. Then there was another one. It was uh, Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg put together in 2010 called The Pacific. I and so I heard was, about it. It was yeah. a World War II and a lot of people have not heard of it, but it's a 10-part miniseries. It's based on uh, one of three stories, uh, Barcelona and uh, another guy with Sledge. And then there was still another one called Lecky. And Sledge was my mentor in college. And I oh, took all whoa. these biology courses from him. He yeah. wrote a book with the old breed at Peleliu in Okinawa as an enlisted soldier, as a Marine. Um, and I love our vets, you know, God save them. You know, they're just amazing. And so, yeah. um, but he was a combat veteran. And to deal with post-traumatic stress disorder, wrote a book, his memoirs with the old breed at Peleliu in Okinawa. And Tom Hanks, and, and I would house sit for him when he would do his book tours and stuff. Wow. And so uh, he and I were really close, and um, they made a miniseries as part of this story oh. and everything. So that that's, is that's cool. Yeah. So I'm assuming that through much, much of your education, though, you were taught <laughs> evolution Correct. of some sort. As a fact. As a fact. Absolute fact. So that's always amazing to me because, you know, as, as Christians— we're often looked down upon as seeing creation as a fact. Um, so how did that come into, to, how did you kind of turn that corner or able to reconcile that? It was hard. It was where, again, I didn't know how to pray, but it was literally every day. It was like, God, show me, help me. And it was, it was amazing. And I thought that's just the way prayer worked. But with that stuff was in uh, that journey God would answer the prayer immediately mm. uh, when I needed that help, especially like um, it was where there was one Lucy. Have you heard of Lucy? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lucy is an astrolopithecine, astrolopithecus afarensis. And for those people, if you could visualize. I haven't heard the rest of the stuff you said, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, um, I don't, he's using big words right now. So that's all right. <laughs> we'll go back to Lucy. <laughs> no, yeah, right, Lucy. <laughs> so Lucy, Lucy's got 
um, if you look at her skull, and when I was taking evolution comparative anatomy, uh, we looked at apes, and the apes have a sagittal crest. It's on the top of their head. It looks like a sail mm-hmm. or a bone. Yeah. Okay. And so the jaw muscles attach there. And so, anyway, very, very large sagittal crest. Humans, we don't have it. We've got the fusion of two parietal bones. And so we're, we have it's flat on top of our heads. Mm-hmm. But with Lucy, uh, when I saw the museum quality reproduction of her skull, she has a crest. Mm-hmm. So, and there are some other things that, that you can look at with her skull. But to me, it was like Lucy's an ape. Mm. It's like a gorilla orangutan, these things have sagittal crests. Lucy has a sagittal crest. Humans do not. Lucy's an ape. Mm-hmm. But they, they credit Lucy as... An early human. Uh-huh. It's something of our lineage right. you know, right. that we evolved from. But it's like, that is an ape characteristic. Why mm-hmm. would we not have a sagittal crest? Mm-hmm. And Lucy has one. And the other one is cranial capacity. That's like where your brain... If you were to take a skull, fill it with sand... Mm -hmm. and then pour the sand into uh, a measuring device, it'd be about one-fourth of a two-liter Coke full of sand for an ape. For an ape. For an ape. For humans, we're about 1,350. We're almost like, we're about three-quarters of a Coca-Cola. You know, if you had a two-liter Coke. So we have almost um, three times the cranial capacity or brain capacity. Mm. So with Lucy... She has 500 milliliters, the same as an ape. Mm. Oh, so again, it's just wow, those yeah. kinds of things where God would say, just look at it, Stan. You know, humans are so different than Lucy and, and apes, if you were comparing. And there was a ton of other things, a lot of other things. Well, so how do, what do you feel about... Go ahead, sorry. Go, 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 no, go, go follow up. Because I, I have a uh, another no, question that I've been asked about it. Uh, about this whole idea of evolution that I, I said I want to get Stan's perspective Well, I, I, that's kind of where I want to go because I know that, you know, there's a lot of Christians out there who now believe in kind of a a creative evolution. A theistic okay. evolution. That's yeah, where theistic I was going to go. Evolution. That's where yeah, I was going what, what do you feel about <clears throat> that? What are your kind of thoughts on that? Sure. Can I give you, if we could imagine for a moment that if we go back to the garden and if you ask about theistic evolution, these folks would agree. And I didn't know this existed until a few years ago when someone called me about it. And I was like, whoa, really? Mm-hmm. There is such a belief? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, do you agree that Adam would be your first human? They go, yeah. And then we just evolved from there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So if we were to think about it, no one has to agree with me. I'm just no, being fine. logical yeah, and yeah, reasoning. Of course, of course. And uh, it's like, okay. So if Adam if we agree had an earthly father then that Mm -hmm. he evolved from Mm -hmm. and an early earthly grandfather, you had this lineage. Mm -hmm. And so would you say there had to be caring and love in a relationship? Even some of the animals in the animal world, you know, they have, you know, they cuddle up, seeing dogs, puppies play with kittens and dog, Mm -hmm. you know, cats and things. So if we look at humans, most people I would say have a good relationship with their parents or grandparents. And so if you look at, like, would there be love? I usually show a picture in these talks of, like, here's a, here's a son, here's a father, here's a grandfather, and they got their arms around each other. There's love. And then I show, you know, people from around the world, there is love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so let's say when Adam is in heaven and he sees Jesus, it's on, you know, yay, this is all over. And we get the whole new beginning, and he's looking around, and he goes, Hey, Jesus, where's, where's my dad? Where's, where's my grandfather? And Jesus tells him, it's like, I'm sorry, Adam, but you were the first person to evolve a soul that could be saved. Mm. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. I believe in that literal creation of Adam because then how does it make any sense that he loved his dad then if he wasn't created as that very beginning um, person of the human lineage, if he evolved, then his dad and his grandfather could not be saved. Like, when did you evolve a soul mm. is the bottom line, gotcha. if you're into oh, theistic yeah. evolution. Ah, good point. So, I, the problem I have uh, as, as a spiritual one, uh, so I know that people argue, well, there's a theistic evolution, there was an evolution p- pattern, and I was like, but wait a second, wh- when would the first sin have entered in then? Why would Adam have been the one to commit the first sin? And evolution is based upon death. Right. It's all based upon death. Mm-hmm. And according to scripture, the world was perfect. The only need, the only, why we need Jesus is to save us from death because he didn't create it. Mm-hmm. But if there was a theistic evolution, then he would have created death as a pattern of that. And so I'm always thinking like, well, wait, when was the original sin then? There couldn't have been sin if there was all this evolution happening beforehand. That would have been unfair to the human race. Well, that makes sense. I mean, my, when do you my, become perfect? I don't yeah, know. I don't go the spiritual route. As much, I'm, I think when it comes to the whole theistic evolution idea, then I go to, you probably heard this before, where it's like, we don't know exactly how long the earth was here before God came and said, you know, it was void, right? Basically. So then it's like, okay, well, could that be where they get misguided or could it be, um, there's that argument that he would create one thing, leave, come back after some time, create something else, leave, and come back and, and do that too. Um, what is your take on, on those ideas? Well, again, you're right when it's, it's, it says it literally, the earth was void and without form. Correct. From the very start. And so what I get, people say, well, what about carbon? Well, carbon dating takes you back tens of thousands. Right. Radiometric dating, if you really peel it back to potassium argon dating, they don't mention, but that could take you back further. So could there have been something here? I, I mean, I promise, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The only way we'd know is when Christ comes back and he right. shows us, and then it doesn't really matter. And the right. other part, <laughs> if we had a time machine, which would probably fry us trying to get back <laughs> right. yep. and all that. And by DeLorean, let's figure it out. Hey, hey come Yay, on now. There we go. Back to the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but I've talked to people who that's their specialty is radiometric dating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I asked one person, that's their specialty, how accurate is it? Because we're, I mean, we exist now. This technique's been around for decades, mm-hmm. not centuries. Right. And so how do we know it's a constant? How do you know that it's accurate? And so I asked this individual a few years ago, and they said, um, they said, oh, yeah, it's way accurate. I was like, okay, so, so you're good with that. And they go, yep. Uh, I'm good with it. I waited a year or two and I asked him again. I was like, straight up, how do we know? This was their specialty. And they, you know, how do we really know that this radiometric dating is accurate for the age of the earth? And the person paused and they said, we really don't. Hmm. I was like, and I can't tell you who it is. No, no, of course you know, we wouldn't want you to do that. Right. But anyway, I was like, okay. Okay, that helped. It doesn't help me. I believe in literal, you know, six-day creation. There's about 6,000 years old. I know people are all over the map on things. Right. But I know the earth was void and without form, whatever that was. But if you remember, time did not begin as we know it until you had evening in the morning. You had light. Correct. That's, that's correct. That's, what I was, that's, where, that's where my argument goes. Another argument that I've heard you could say about this, and we're, I mean, it's almost like we need you here for a bunch of time. Um, this is fascinating, <laughs> um, is that 
Well, when he created Adam and Eve, he didn't create them as babies. Correct. He created them as mature-looking humans. Correct. So That's how could, could he have not have made the earth a mature earth? Right, exactly. It's not a baby earth. <clears throat> Wait, right. you mean to tell me that he didn't sit on an egg? <laughs> for the chicken and the egg it is egg shaped <laughs> is it no well, great segue well Stan really what we have you here for is because I don't know over the past couple of years I've been hearing some interesting things that has even snuck into our Seventh-day Adventist church right and so I kind of wanted to address it in you know uh, I think the first time that I really thought it was in the stream of consciousness was with Kyrie Irving yep, uh, yep, 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 yep. I didn't realize that People really believe this, but... Still believe it. Well, no, no, yeah, yeah, still believe it. I knew at one point they believed it. But the fact that some people believe the earth is flat. And that's kind of what I want to get into a little bit, because that's kind of a conspiracy that's kind of out there. And Adventists tend to love a good conspiracy. Let's face it, some some of them really love a conspiracy. And I, I've even heard from some people in, in, in my sphere of influence that... Hey, this this flat Earth thing is is legit, and you know they've done their own research on Google, and and so I know that you're actually dealt with real science, <laughs> and kind of have gone through even you know teaching through public school. You believe, but yet you've you know the Lord has moved you to believe in creation. So I'm, I'm kind of, what are your initial thoughts on this? What do you? I mean, is this a valid point? Is there any any wiggle room here? Uh, you know, if it's that you're straight up. How about this? What if I talked about a couple of things we reason our way through? Yeah, let's do it. Because if I just give you a straight up how I feel, yes or no, then we may, you know, I may turn somebody off. Right, right. You know, one okay. way or the other, one camp or the other. Okay. Uh, but I was, t I was actually surprised the first, I've had people ask me this question. It's more, becoming more and more frequent yeah. to where I'm actually going to be doing a talk if we have, if it's included in a series somewhere on this thing. But, um, but with my marine expeditions mm -hmm. and going, traveling around the world, mm -hmm. It's like, um, here's, some, here's some evidence. So when we're at the equator, mm -hmm. and then we move south of the equator, and then move north of the equator, if it's a flat earth, why am I seeing different constellations? Why do I see only the Southern Cross if I float to the Southern Hemisphere? If it's one flat, uniform plane, I should be seeing the same constellations in space, hmm. if that helps some. Others, as our ship would as our ship would move from port and other ships, you would, we would see land disappearing behind us over the horizon. Mm -hmm. And the ocean's just flat as far as you can see, as far as miles go, but there is a curvature to the earth. And so that's why you disappear over the horizon. You don't fall off an edge. Mm -hmm. But if you were to calculate, depends on where you are, but if you were to calculate from that spot based on that curvature, you could come up with the roundness of the earth from where you are but it's but it is different like if you're at the northern latitudes mm -hmm. you may come up with a different like the earth maybe from what you've calculated you know just a few thousand miles around but if you're at the equator then you're at that you know mega thousands right, of miles exactly. around because um of that you know we are a, a sphere more egg shape right um, there are some other evidences but uh, but those worked for me mm -hmm. and the others would if you were to take a stick and you, um, you place it in the ground. It's the same height as another stick that you place a thousand miles away. And you measure the shadows at the same time of day. You have somebody at one spot, somebody at the other. Mm. The length of shadow is different. Mm -hmm. If you said, hey, I'm on the phone, measure it. 
and they go, hey, I've my, the shadow of this stick, whatever, this stick is three feet or a meter long, whatever, and the shadow is like, I'm looking at a shadow of six inches, and you go, hey, well, my shadow is 18 inches mm-hmm. on this part. If it's a flat earth, the shadow length should be the same. Makes that, sense. If that helps some. Right, right. The other would be, I'm excited about, you know, they have this new flight. Was it from Melbourne to Houston or something? It's supposed to be a nonstop, like a 10,000-mile flight. So if the earth is flat, it seems that, uh, why do we have, I don't know if you guys have traveled where it, if you've called somebody like in a different time zone, like if it's, you know, 4.30 here and you call somebody, if it's 4.30 a.m. on the other side of the planet, it's Mm -hmm. dark there, but it's still light here. Mm. Correct. And so anyways, it's those types of things. Yeah, I'm always, I always find it hard, like how can they wrap their brain around some of those evidences yeah. and it's, it, it's it's difficult for me though i mean some would call, you know some of those people would call me naive because i'm 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 a little bit less on the less conspiracy theory side right i tend to think not everything in the world is a conspiracy <laughs> and um but i do know and it's something i feel like it's important that we talk about because like i said i do believe people in our church tend to lean that way yeah what's up yeah well i also disclaimer like I didn't know where Stan stood on on this whole concept. I had an idea. Mm-hmm. So our listeners will know that we're not trying to uh, coerce you in any which way or manipulate you to believe right. what we believe. This is this was really just some questions that we had, and we tried to find the best professional we could, and right. we found Stan. And well, well oh, I knew sorry, that Stan PBS, PBS. had uh, some... I knew you did some evolution and creation seminars. I think I've mm-hmm. even heard some of your stuff at pastor's meetings. I mean, fantastic. This guy knows what he's talking about. It's, it's pretty amazing well, stuff. Well, we can hear that because, I mean, yeah. he was dropping words that I didn't even know were in the dictionary. <laughs> so have, has anyone ever come up to you and been like, hey, the earth is flat? Right. Uh, they have, but I think they go on in a caution route. I have um, people, and, and I think um, there I think there are very few people, like even in the church, that, just to clarify, who are thinking the earth might be flat or maybe there's something to it. The vast majority of people that I've come across mm-hmm. in the church and out, you know, it's round earth. Sure. And, uh, and when you were saying a while ago, you know, wrap your mind around the topic, well, I guess flat <laughs> earthers would have to wrap their mind from point to point, oh, you know, point just to, point. to be respectful gotcha. to them yeah, yeah. and their yeah. position. Sorry, I didn't point, mean to. Point, right. right. Mean around to. the earth is more, you know, gotcha. round earth. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's all right. But here's, here's the thing. I'm sorry. Did you finish that nope, idea? I'm good. Okay. Cause, cause this is, could there be truth then, at least in this part? Let's let's give some uh, uh, a shout out, I guess, to, to the flat earthers a little mm-hmm. bit as it pertains to the land was all one piece of land sure. before the flood. Right. Now, for those of us who believe in the flood, could, could there be credence to that idea? Uh, as far as flat, I mean, it would be in one location. I mean, if you, um, there in Genesis where it talks about, you know, you had... It, it appears one land mass, right. but science backs that up too. We Pangea. call it Pangea, yeah. right, correct. Right, right. And with that one, there was a guy, Wegner, in the early 1900s. He was actually um, a balloonist, uh, an aeronautical person back in 19, I want to say it was 1905. In April, I think it was April 7th through the 10th, uh, in that time frame, he was up for a little over 48 hours with his brother taking measurements up in a hot air balloon. And they set like a, a record for time spent in the balloon nonstop. And it was a little over two days and, wow. and landed, but he was the one who had cut up um, an earth, a map of the earth and noticed the pieces kind of fit together. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So, yeah, it, it makes sense. And then, but he, when he published his work, he gave a talk. Uh, scientists wanted to know, well, what's the mechanism? How come we have the, the earth where it is now, all the continents where they are now? And he had no mechanism. And so they, he mm. had fossil evidence. He had, like, it looks like it fits together, um, but he had no mechanism. And so they ridiculed him. They ripped mm. him apart. Wow. The answer wouldn't come for 50 years later with Operation Hardtack. It was recently, de- well, declassified in the late 1990s. It was in the summer of 1958. They had like 37 atomic detonations, one hydrogen bomb. And this was at Inuitok and Bikini Island Atoll. The flagship was uh, DD-728. That was the Mansfield. And the reason I know so much about that, my dad and I were not close, but he was an engineer on that mission. Oh, and wow. so he That's was neat. there. And we took in Bikini Island. If you look at those um, atomic photographs with the, mm-hmm. the mushroom clouds going up and you can see the ships in the horizon, that was the captured Japanese Navy from wow. the close of the war 13 years earlier from World War II. And they were using them to generate a atomic blast. Uh, it's called an atomic wave uh, tsunami to mm. see its impacts on naval ships. And so with those atomic energy waves passing through the earth, they had locations around the planet, and because they detected those waves at different times, they were able to establish that the Earth was not just a liquid in the middle. It had um, an inner and an outer core made of iron and nickel just because of the waves, how they behaved. And then they found that um, ultimately that was led to the discovery of plate tectonics mm-hmm. and how our plates move, and we have subduction and the mid-Atlantic ridge you know, going from Iceland down to the South Pole today, mm-hmm. and, of course, the Pacific Ring of Fire. Mm-hmm. So with that, it caused that rifting effect. So, yeah, I think um, uh, as far as geologist and mainstream science, Earth is round, and at one time we had, we had one large supercontinent. It makes sense. But it, the Earth wasn't flat. It mm-hmm. was... Uh, but the rest of the planet, you know, was water, and they called, you know, all the seas were gathered in, into that place. Right. Sweet. Gotcha. Yeah, there you go. Not bad. Now, I see Stan has some pictures yeah, yeah. over there. What, what, I think what, you what are we looking at? What do you... Well, this was, um, you know, I put together a thing, you know, to address uh, flat Earth, and there was a couple of photos that if you go through um, the lunar eclipses, you can see the shadow of the Earth and the curvature of the Earth on the surface mm-hmm. of a moon as well as if you just go through the different phases of the moon and the different shadow effects there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know the people at home and, or work or wherever they are in their cars, uh, they can't see this, but you guys can see different curves. Depends on where the, the lunar eclipse, and this is where the Earth's shadow passes over the surface of the moon. If it, was the, if it was a flat Earth, it depends on the angle, but notice that the moon is full, so it has to be receiving sunlight you know, from the sun. And so if our Earth is flat, then maybe we would have seen a rectangular shape going across the surface of the moon mm. rather than curves going across the surface of the moon mm-hmm. or a flat surface not curved. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Maybe we should take a picture of this and put it on Instagram. Yeah. You, can, you can have this one yeah. too. Or I can email <laughs> you the photos too. That would be cool because uh, PJ will go ahead and drop it on, on the IG. Oh, sh- sure, yeah. Put, put, put all the pressure on me. Yeah, uh, what? No pressure, <laughs> dude. No pressure. <laughs> so, I, you know, I know that some sometimes when it comes to the kind of the conspiracy theories of flat earthers, I know where, where some of this comes from. Okay. Because some of it are, some of them are, well, as Adventists, most, I don't know if most of us, but a good number of us are creationists. Correct. And obviously mainstream um, science does not, you know, kind of prescribe to that. So there is kind of a lack of trust 
in that in that perspective. And so as as someone who deals and studies this kind of stuff all the time, how do how would you say or how would you give us pointers to how to reconcile when to trust science and when not to trust science because we see that in all realms. I mean, we see it when 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 it comes to like lately with COVID. Right. Half the people trust science, half the people don't. Half the people say, oh, this is a conspiracy because they're trying to get us, half the people don't. And so there's kind of this distrust of science. And so some people are like, well, they could just fabricate these images. They can just, you know. Now, yeah, like the moon landing thing. Yeah, like moon landing and kind of all that kind of stuff. Well, Stan made a face there. <laughs> I'm curious to talk with him about that now. Um, but yeah, so how do you reconcile it in your own mind? Well, with me, I don't rush to judgment. Mm -hmm. I try and read both sides, but I like to read scientific articles, not spin. If, okay. it, if there is a political or if there's an agenda in the background, then I'm suspect. Mm -hmm. I would rather just go to the journals, read the abstract, get the information myself. If you think, I'll throw out Fauci, if you think Fauci's, you know, hitting for a conspiracy thing on the backside, whatever that is, he's invested in these uh, biological companies, Wuhan, mm -hmm. whatever, um, I try to go to other sources. I try not to go to the lightning rod sources, you know, the ones that are going to support my position or the lightning rod positions that I totally disagree with to go, that's why I disagree with that whole side. I, I try and find an unbiased review. It takes time on mm. some things. Like if it's, if it's very controversial, it takes time. Why rush to judgment? You can still have an opinion, but mm -hmm. I would recommend a guarded opinion until more facts develop and come out mm -hmm. from this. Yeah, so I, I am going to ask because I was curious because I did see Stan's reaction too. <laughs> so Titanic. PBS, tell me about... Uh, Titanic? Uh, that one or the moon landing. I, I don't know. Trying I, mean, I was <laughs> <laughs> trying to deflect. Yeah, I saw that. So anyway, the Titanic again. <laughs> like my wife, you know, she, she used to work, you know, with the space shuttle thing on computers and different things. Yeah, so she was involved. Your wife was involved in that. This guy has Yo, they're the power credentials. Couple. Yo, no, like, no, they're the power couple. I, well, I mean, I got to give them the scientific yeah. power couple. Yeah. That's why we gave them PBS. <laughs> right, there you funny. go. Y'all are hilarious. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, someone, you know, I did see a documentary on this a number of years ago. Somebody mentioned it and I was skeptical. I watched it and then I started asking a few questions again, not rushing to judgment mm -hmm. on things. And so, uh, how about this? I've got one relative is working on the second generation launch vehicle for mm -hmm. the moon landing and the, for Mars. They've worked on Orion and Aries and, um, there's more to this story, but a few years ago, I just walked into the room and I was like, hey, you really think we went to the moon? Boom. It was like, you know, it was like, that's a hot topic. It's like talking politics, whatever. Really? And so anyway, they all went off, whatever. I just walked out. They didn't know who asked the question. But the question was asked, you know, I just dropped it and walked out. I come back in five minutes later and they're still hot. Yeah, we went to the moon. We spent all this money. You can't, wow. you know, but. Uh, Mercy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But I've been asked by other people and everything. And so maybe, maybe this is a parking lot discussion for later or that's something fine. or that's whatever. Fine. That works. Yeah. That works. Right. Oh, we respect so that. Yeah. Thank so you, we're, thank so you. we're still in a little bit of a, a, a we need some mystery in our lives, right? No, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's where faith comes in. Yeah. Well, you know, well, you got to accept it by faith. Yeah. Well, one thing, um, like I was got had the opportunity and the pleasure and uh, of going to the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 launch mm. anniversary um, 
over, this was at uh, Marshall Space Flight mm-hmm. in Huntsville. And that's where the Redstone rockets were developed. Otherwise, we could not go to the moon without Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, because Werner von Braun was a captured German rocket scientist from World War II, brought him over, took him to Texas first, ultimately into Huntsville, and that's where he developed the Redstone rocket engines, as well as the Gemini and the and the Mercury engines. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Dr. Harrison Schmidt from Apollo 17. He's mm-hmm. one of the five remaining moonwalkers. I love it because, you know, you've got Luke Skywalker, and now <laughs> then you got Schmidt Moonwalker. Yeah, that's and awesome. so there's only five, and he was the geologist, and he collected the, the largest sampling of moon rocks known – you know, and brought back. And um, so in this, there was maybe 10 of us in this meeting and someone asked about the real color. And I'm thinking real color, of what? real color of the moon. And because we see it as, what, what do you guys see it as? What's the, what's the color of the moon? Gray. I was going to say like a bluish. It has like a hue. Maybe? Okay. Like a hue, blue hue. Wow. I don't know. You see things we don't see, though. You're, <laughs> you're amazing. Oh, please. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. It, well, well, it's actually, it is actually plaid. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, oh, yes. there, oh, no, I need to go see my optometrist. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no, it's amber in color mm. that uh, they were saying that it didn't show up in the shots because of the way the light hits it. It reflects. Because of the but, camera lights? Yeah, yeah I got you. But it was just like, they said that it was like um, small beads. It's like almost like glass beads. It's volcanic type material, mm, but it is like an amber. Amber, for, for those who are trying to Google it, uh, A-M-B-E-R, but it's sort of like an orangish yeah. material in that color. But um, but he, he showed us, you know, what that coloration would look like along the surface of the moon. But it's really this this amber appearance along the surface. Wow. So I thought that was fascinating. Wow. things. Now, I did, um, a few years ago, a friend of mine (laughs) (laughs) asked me, did I want to see the International Space Station, the United States component? I was like, man, I'd love to. And he goes, we'll hop in the car. I was like, what? We're in Huntsville. And so he drives me, gets me on the base, and um, and we walk in. And I literally get to go into the space station, and they're running experiments. And he's actually talking about something with quantitative chemistry. And while we're on the base, you know, I see a lot of, abandoned here's a piece of a missile or part of a rocket or something kudzu's growing over it and i was like what do you guys do with this material and uh he goes i don't know it's been there for decades i was like could you call it abandoned and i said and if it's abandoned could you get salvage rights to it and he goes i don't see why not now it was on that government facility but if no one's using it could you salvage it and i was like i was like i only want one thing i just want a piece of paper saying that I own it. This one thing, it's been abandoned for 50 years. And he goes, what is it? And I was like, I just want a piece of paper and I'll make a million dollars off of it. Now, if some people listening, if you do this, if you follow up and you please give me a cut because I've been <laughs> too lazy not to follow through. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. I just want the title to the lunar rover. Oh. It was abandoned on the surface of the moon. Just give me the title. Really? And you put that on eBay. We'll tie that, okay? All right, yeah, we'll tie oh, it. Let's yeah, work on that, yeah. man. Hey, you've been wanting, you've been asking for. I've been million. asking for a million dollars. This is your way to do on it. So many podcasts. I've, <laughs> there reached, you go. I've reached out to our billionaires and our, you know. Yeah, yeah. we we asked Gates. And, and, yeah, uh, he hasn't responded yeah, to yeah. me yet. And right. uh, what was it? That's the guy's name again. Elon Musk. That guy. Yeah, Musk. yeah, yeah. We've yeah, asked Musk. And, <laughs> and uh, Bezos. Was Bezos. The other guy Bezos is really, okay. Bezos yeah, is yeah. really stingy. Right. <laughs> he hasn't even talked to me yet. <laughs> Anyhow, that's, that's interesting, man. You know, having Stan here and having him as such an amazing resource, I'm like, I need to go sit in his class just because and just. Yeah. Sing, and I do want to give a plug because I know Stan does do seminars. Um, and I know he's done some at 
churches within our conference, at schools. I've seen him do it for our pastors' meetings. He's amazing. He knows his stuff. I mean, and he just blows you away, and he always brings it back to God in, in this amazing, just cool way that gets you on fire yeah. for both, you know, the understanding of science and God and realizing that, listen, God created science. Absolutely. For a fact. Now, we're still trying to wrap our minds around it. Yep. At one point, we thought the earth was flat. And some believe it again. Uh, but, you know, at one point, science does change. So science doesn't scare me And when, when, when I hear about it. But I do love to talk to people who have, are, are, you know, have this Christian background, who do believe in the Bible narrative, right. and have a, been able to see it through, you know, through science. Yeah, we also want to give our listeners a resource also when they're having conversations, right? Yeah, what are to some have resources educated that you would? conversations, and yeah. I mean, well, Stan is obviously a resource, so right, plug right, right. into him if you can. I mean, he's a busy man. Obviously, he takes no vacation. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Take a break. <laughs> but what are some resources that people might be able to go to, like on the internet or good books, that you would recommend? That Well, I mean, you're talking about for the flat earth? For, any, for anything. For anything? Like, yeah. Boy, again, that's a tough question because you've got to... It's hard because you've got to wade through like which position is being supported by this. If mm -hmm. I were to throw out one thing and people go to it, guess what? That place also supports other ideas that I may not agree mm, with. Okay. So I'm cautious on that. I, one. I like that. So so maybe let's give them the tool on how to discern. Mm. Like what do you look for to discern? Is this strictly a journal or, or is this biased in one way, shape or the other? You want the straight up response? Please, please, yeah. if you don't mind. Okay, straight up would be, if it's something that's weighing heavy on you, mm -hmm. I would pray first mm -hmm. and then try and read it unbiasedly. Mm, that's tough. <laughs> <You know? laughs> if, Drop the mic moment there, Stan. Hey, you know, we'll pick it up. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, because, you know, you got people on Fox News, you got people on CNN, you don't trust the media. Ted Turner said back in the late 1990s at the World Media Convention, is like, we control what the world thinks. Mm -hmm. So I'd be cautious, no matter your source, mm -hmm. as far as media goes and mm -hmm. anything else. And just remember that if you peel back the layers, uh, I know we're talking straight up science and this topic and that topic, sure. but if you really look at it, there's a great controversy. You've got God, our creator, and you've mm -hmm. got Satan, the deceiver. Mm -hmm. And I would just cautious. I'd just, I would pray about it. And then as you read through this stuff, just say, hey, God, uh, this means a lot to me whatever reason with your mm -hmm. spiritual walk i want to grow closer to you and right. this this one's a little stumbling block for me remove that block either remove it as being a passion in my life that i need an answer to mm -hmm. or in your time and if possible could you give me an answer now but please just guide me into what to read and grant me discernment mm -hmm. in what i read yeah. and in that guidance i mean that i think that's just the bottom line that's what i've awesome. always done oh that's helpful thank you thank you i mean and for someone who obviously uh, is well read and well educated and taking the time to explore resources i think that that's a great tip i mean this is something to yeah. apply and it can be challenging because it's so easy just to uh to listen to to my echo chamber right and be able to get in there and and find and and get people who affirm what i believe yeah. right so then i can right. bop people upside the head with my knowledge right, right. but and, and, um, and something i keep saying different. listen if there's a if there's a political agenda behind it for if if it promotes any political agenda of an earthly kingdom be careful. Yeah. Right. And that's follow, something follow I, the money. That's something that I continue to yeah. say here. I mean, if it's if it's propping up an earthly kingdom, we better be cautious. Yeah. That's right. that's we're fair. not of this world. Exactly. Well, Stan, I mean, I'd love to have you for hours and hours. This is amazing. Um, I love this the, the science thing. Is there any kind of last thing you'd like to tell people? 
Well, uh, I mean, there's there's absolutely so much mm-hmm. that's out there. And so um, maybe they could contact you guys if they have any questions yeah. and then follow up topics or something along those lines. It's like and he's really, a professional. He is. You he see has professional this? segues. You know, I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Stan. You, you, you have... Your coolness level was already extremely high. I don't know how you do it. And now you just took it to another level. Like like my awe of Stan <laughs> no. is just on another level. So just know that. And, and, then, and then what we did was we hijacked his beautiful segue and just went so far that we, we missed the opportunity. We, we ruined it. I yeah. know. Uh, so boom, you boom, can boom. ask us. Let me rewind where and can try ask, again. Where can they ask us questions? Boop. <laughs> we didn't say this at the beginning, but you can reach us at the diversity on the hill at gmail.com or on the IG at... Yeah, same place, Diversity on the Hill. Diversity with the C for first time. Yeah, we spell Diversity with the C. We yes, know it's we misspelled, do. but it's on purpose. <laughs> there it is. But we yeah. got so excited to talk with Stan, now dubbed PBS, yeah. that we... Uh, we have our own our, PBS. We have, yes. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's, you know, as I was thinking, I was like, man. Dude, we've really, know? we've really ramped, just ramped this up. We've had PBS on our podcast. There you go. There you go. But this is our Inventus PBS. Like, yeah, 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 though, yeah. Though somebody did say on Twitter, I, I read today uh, that Inventus don't have to have their own version of everything. Mm. But anyhow, yeah. I'm still glad we got PBS. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, so again, you can reach us at diversityonthehill at gmail.com with your questions. And we promise that at some point we'll be able to get PBS back on and uh, address some of those questions as it pertains to science. Yeah, hopefully now that you've been on, we can try to find time again. I know you're busy. Well, no, it's just us trying to fit that time in. Yeah, so yeah. we'll work really hard. Yeah, we'd love to have another happen. conversation with you about stuff and dig a little bit deeper. Yeah, right. I just really kind of want to, there's so much stuff I want to talk to you about that touch, where I know we're just touching the surface. Okay. Um, of a round planet. Of a round, well, I mean, for, for most of us. Well, hey, <laughs> the evidence is the evidence. But anyhow, yeah. well, let me pray for everybody yeah, then. Yeah, let's pray. Love you, Lord. Thank you so very much again for the opportunity to have conversations and to talk about the creator of the world, which mm. is you. And we understand that you are the originator of science. And we also know that you have someone who's challenging what you have taught us about mm. what you have done. So thank you for giving people... Uh, wisdom through your Holy Spirit and using people like Stan Beasley and his wife and yes, and their family to to just be a light into mm-hmm. into this world. So I just ask that you may uh, withhold no good blessing from them mm-hmm. that you can supply each and every one of their needs. Continue to give them health as they educate, uh, use their use their talents to educate young people. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, Lord, help us to start by falling on our knees and saying, "Give us mm-hmm. direction, Father." And then that way we'll be able to discern the wiles of the enemy and understand clearly what you are trying to share with us the same way you did for Stan. So thank you for hearing and answering this prayer. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to Diversity on a Hill podcast. This is PJ and I'm out. And thanks for having me on board, guys. It was a lot of fun. You guys are awesome. And here comes the sun. Do, 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 do. Very soon. Oh, <laughs> I got it. And, and PK here. Many blessings till next time.